0: Welcome back to Clear the Cash. I'm your host, Nate List. You can find me on Twitter at an outraged Jew. And of course, on every episode, and as I've said a million times, the brain behind everything is Jesse. You can find him on Twitter at planet underscore fatness. Jesse, we're going to jump right into this episode. You and I did a very long pre-show conversation, got ourselves warmed up, uh, talked about lots of life stuff, talked about cards that are selling for exorbitant prices right now, found a a card that is just one of the worst and most unfortunate purchases over the past couple months, which we'll get to towards the end of this episode. But Panini right now, has releases coming out the the yin yang is that the term is that what the kids are saying
1: w- wazoo could be uh, apropos as well yeah
0: yeah it's, it's it's out of one of those and as you've appropriately put here in the show sheet they're stacking benjamins at the same time lots of money coming into panini uh, what are some of the releases that are coming out right now um or some sets that we're looking ahead to
1: it seems like yeah in, in the show sheet i i i Wrote down that they're they're stacking releases just like they're stacking Benjamins. Um, very true. Uh, so this past week, um, last week that we recorded, that was when NBA 2020 NBA Prism released, um, which that that had a whole ton of hype with um, with Lamelo, even with the injury and him going down in a in a season-ending injury. Um, that product had a ton of hype, and it still does right now. Um, honestly, that that set's been kind of hit or miss. Because um, one of one of the more interesting cards of the set, I don't Nate, I don't know if you've seen it or not, is the 2020 Prism LeBron card. And within a couple of days after the set was released, um, I don't know if you if you've ever followed Burbank Cards on on Instagram or on Twitter. It's probably one of the more famous card shops and long running card shops in maybe the United States. Um, someone in the shop pulled the, uh, the 2020 prism LeBron one black one of one. I think it was like a black pulsar, beautiful card. Um, and then same week, I can't remember if it was in the same shop or somebody else posted on Instagram that they pulled the gold out of 10. And what's so cool about that card is that, um, in the action shot, LeBron is paying a tribute to Kobe with, the almost identical, reverse windmill slam so it's it's just it's a very it it was a very good and tasteful card for panini to produce um especially with kobe's death coming in very very early on in 2020 and this is technically the 2020 basketball set so it was a very nice tribute to kobe um and then other cards there panini's almost rightfully getting shit on i don't know if you happen to take a look at um the the kevin durant panini prism for for 2020 but i'm pretty sure his his the 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 picture of him on the card is the same one that they used for 2019 (laughs) i don't know if it was prism despicable 2019 prism but it was it was several like it was 10 plus sets from 2019 um so they've They've gotten it seems like they've gotten a little a little lazy on their photography. Um even some like it's not just KD. All right, KD can kind of rationalize away because he was injured all of 2019 and he's been injured and in, for a lot of this year, so whatever. He hasn't been playing a whole lot and you don't really want to picture him in his Warriors jersey from two or three years ago. So um whatever. They they just found some some uh, some photography shoot with him uh, with a ball in his hand and a net jersey on, whatever. But then you have some Zion cards that are the exact same from last year too, from other products that they used in 2020. So um, Panini probably has to step up their game with some of the photography for, for Prism and probably a, a good amount of their basketball sets. I, I don't think we can say quite the same for football, but at least for, for basketball, they, they have a ways to go. Um, but even just besides besides Prism, um, we they have they just have sets coming out nonstop for at least the next couple of weeks. Um, with this next week coming up, by probably by the time that this episode is released, um, they have uh, twenty twenty NFL National Treasures coming out, and that box is probably going to be the most expensive of uh, NFL National Treasures box released. Uh, it's going to be around like somewhere between four and $5,000 per box it, it's going to be going at. So just crazy prices. Um, there's, there's probably, probably gonna be a lot of hits there, but there's, you know, it, 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 all, it all depends on what, what type of cash you're looking to, to spend and what you're, what you're comfortable with losing if you buy and actually rip a whole box. Um, but probably the biggest news and, and a, in a big portion of what we're going to talk about today is that, uh, 2020 NFL Select actually released yesterday. So, we're recording this episode on April 8th. So, it released on the 7th, and it's been getting a a ton of buzz, like a a lot of buzz, even among people that really didn't collect Select before.
0: You know, the National Treasure Box, it's going for four to 5,000. I mean, people that are interested in getting into that, I mean, they're going to have to search for potential box breaks i mean have you gotten into an nt box break before or have you even looked into it and if somebody was interested in getting involved in one of these do you know what the typical buy-in is for somebody
1: unfortunately no i i have never looked into an nt box break um the only high-end product that i purchased a spot in a break and usually i uh, full transparency i don't i don't break too often just because or uh, i don't participate in breaks too often just because it's it's too much of a a gamble for me i'd much rather just purchase a slab and have it to sit on for a little bit before i can you know uh, flip it at some point or uh, maybe hold on to it for a good amount of time as a true investment um but the only high-end product that i've i've purchased a spot in a break is the the one that you and I participated in a couple months back like early on in the NFL season I think it was I think it was 2019 NFL Immaculate um which I mean it was a higher end set and um it was I think even for that for that break it cost around $52 something like that my if memory serves right um so nt is probably honestly going to go for more We're, the the break the spots to get into breaks this year they're going to be higher than they've ever been i i know that to be true for a fact just because the the boxes themselves are going to be going for five thousand dollars plus uh and that those are just the first boxes released on the resale market i have no idea how much they're going to go for um so yeah it's going to be it's going to be pricier to to break open um national treasures boxes and, and participate in some of those breaks
0: I might never break a box of national treasure uh, ever in my life. I may never break one of those boxes. Uh, Who knows? I mean, it's going to have to uh, incorporate a lot of people willing to spend some serious money. Uh, You wouldn't be – had. you did a break with us not too long ago and you ended up with like the Jets and the Bills and you're not going to want to pay – You know, $450 to once again get the Jets and the Bills, even though you did get an auto Le'Veon Bell card, which was great. But Jesse, you mentioned that this new Select set uh, has been released uh, since this show is airing. And as you wrote here, is Select really the Select set? I mean, we've talked about it on so many different episodes that we really do like this set, but has it lived up to the hype? Is Are we seeing sales of cards that are validating that other people have interest in it like we do?
1: I think this year, 20, 2021, is going to be the first year where people truly realize how big Select is for the hobby as a set and in terms of – from both collectors and investors' perspectives. Investors have been kind of – they've been on it for, for really since the card – The card market started booming probably back in late 2019 um but more and more people are are getting in on it and i'm i'm seeing more hype behind 2021 or 2020 nfl select than i've seen with optic and it's just about matching if not surpassing the prism hype um and what what's What's different about select this year is I, we'll wait and see. I, I don't, I don't have quite, quite the take. I'm sure I'll mention it later, later in the show. But um, it's retail this year, so you can actually there's a, there's a. I, I don't know how good of a chance you have unless if you camp out outside of a Target or a Walmart at 6 a.m. or five o'clock or 5 a.m. But um, you, you actually might be able to find that product on the shelves in in targets and walmarts and i don't know if walgreens have them other other retail stores um so the fact that people are going to be more and more aware and look for actually look for select in stores might actually provide like a short to intermediate term bump in the card's value so just kind of running back onto um Explaining what exactly you're looking for in select, and just kind of going into the set a little bit, um, there are actually three three subsets within the whole set of select. So you have um, the concourse level, which is kind of like that's uh, that's kind of the closest level to maybe like a prism base. So it's just it's a, it's the it's the base of all select base cards. The concourse, the concourse, uh, and concourse silver. Then you have the premier level. So that's typically like two to three times more rare than the concourse. And um, this year they actually added a fourth set. That's not quite as um, it's, it's a little bit more rare than premier. It's called the, cl- the club level. Um, I haven't, I have no idea what the, what that set looks like. Hopefully it just, you know, it, it looks just as nice as the rest of the sets, if, if not nicer than premier and, and concourse. And then you have field level. So, Um, field level has been the most respected out of all of the select subsets that pretty much ever since um, select introduced the subsets i think in can't remember what year 2014 or 2015 Um, but i think the the amount of subsets that you have within the product actually help make like it, it builds in scarcity and rarity so Whereas with Prism, you pretty much only have, besides the parallels, uh, nobody really goes for that. Like too too many Prism inserts. Besides Prism Silver, you just have Prism Base, and that's really it. So you have like one level of Prism essentially. Whereas in Select, you have now four levels in Select. So you're you're, you're building in scarcity and rarity in the product, um, and uh, we'll see what the what the impact is going to be on Select going retail this year. I, it's going to be broken more this year than it's ever been broken. I, I know that for a fact um, just because more and more people like have access to it and you don't just have to go into a hobby shop to be able to purchase it um, if you're lucky enough to to camp out outside of a Target and, and, and pick up a box.
0: I was going to say Target um, has been one of these places that came out recently and said that they are going to start limiting the amount of, you know products that are getting purchased because the shelves have been getting cleared out i mean you know people have been working with sellers at target or you know you know shelf stockers that they know when to be there they're clearing the shelves. so at this point now target has essentially shut it down and said you cannot buy more than three products whether they'll stand by that and regulate it who knows because like you said you're gonna have long lines of people trying to jump in there and get that retail
1: I'm seeing um, even with some of the local targets close to me. Um, I have a, a buddy that lives like two minutes away from me, who I, I uh, regularly converse with about cards, and he he's more of like uh, he's more of the retail hunter than than I am. So he'll he'll hit me up and say, "Oh, dude, I, I got this. You know, I I found this blaster box. Do you want one? Like they have five of them here or something." So he told me recently. In the target he goes to, they've actually put the boxes back behind the information desk or the help desk. So, which is I think that's a smart move, and that's that's honestly probably as fair as it'll get as long as you know you don't slip uh, you don't slip the cashier like a hundred dollar bill or something so they just they just give you the, like they uh, they they let you buy extra boxes. But I think, you know in more and more target and Walmarts, they're limiting, um, are limiting purchases to, like you said, no more than three boxes. I, I, the one close to my house, um, target close to my house, you can only buy one, uh, per person. So I don't know if there's going to be more more, if you're going to see more families and probably unhappy wives that are considering leaving their husbands because they're making <laughs> them wake up at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning to, to camp outside of a target just to get an extra box to select. But. Um we'll see kind of what happens with with the prices for not the product as a whole, just because I think I think the the product as a whole's prices are going to go up. It just it depends on for how long. So I think Concourse is going to be seen as more of a like more on like a one-to-one ratio with Prism base. Um or I don't know if it'll quite ever get there, but it'll get close. So that that subset will be seen as, as close to a prism base as possible. And then uh, the premier level will probably be a pretty decent intermediate level hold just because it's uh, I, I people have their own opinions of whether or not it looks nicer than a concourse. All that really matters honestly is that it's just more rare. So if, if something is three times more rare than the most common set, that's going to, it's going to help the product and people um, cl- uh, investors and flippers are going to pay attention to that as well and they're going to pay attention to pop counts so as long as those pop counts stay relatively low whenever PSA uh opens their doors back up or more and more people grade with BGS and all the other companies people are going to be paying attention to 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 premier level prices and and pop counts and then uh club is kind of in the same tier as premier where it's uh it's kind of an intermediate level hold and and buy and sell whereas field level is probably honestly the 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 safest long-term play especially if you can get your hands on a on a good condition field level silver or other other parallels within that subset Um, field level is going to be it's for the most part it's kind of it's field level silver PSA 10s they're surpassing they've long surpassed prism based PSA 10s they're they're on their way to reaching prism silver PSA 10 territory right now
0: Mm. i mean we saw that with those kylers um that we purchased not too long ago and it'll be interesting i know a lot of people are excited about this select set i mean we've we've certainly pushed it i've bought a multitude of cards in this set and avoided some others um you know uh, the optic set has looked a lot better too there's been some nice products that have come out of there as well but it will be interesting like you said to see sort of what the long term is here but are there some other sets, some older sets, that you feel like people should still be targeting or looking at when they identify select?
1: Absolutely. So, guys, we mentioned that this show, a good amount of this show, is pretty select centric, just because it's my favorite set um, out of out of any of the big three or four. So, uh, I and I'm I'm very. I'm very intrigued and impressed by the amount of enthusiasm behind the release this year and people being able to find it in retail. So I think this is going to have pretty big implications for the hobby and for you know what Panini sets to target in general. Um, and I, I've been a select fan since I got back into the hobby Um and one of my plays, I, I, I try to at least incorporate one play a week. Um, my my play this, this week is to target or at least take a look at 2012 and 2013 NBA select for some of our NBA collectors and investors and 2013 NFL select. The reason why I am targeting those sets is because... So in those years they select didn't have uh like field level premier um, concourse or for basketball they didn't have court side so like they just had they just had a base card it, it was just a base, silver um so in from that sense it it's it's a good it's a good set um just even if you're just looking at the base cards but their inserts for those two years are just insane so. Um, 20, 2013 was the first year that NFL select came, whereas, um, it was supposed to be released in 2012. I can't remember what happened, but in, uh, 2012 for NBA, they produced both prism and select. So the, the insert that I'm going to be looking at for both NBA and NFL, it's called, um, select hot rookies. So, and that's for 2012, NBA, 2013, NFL, in 2013, NBA they released they they did away with select hot rookies and they came out with uh, with an inserts with basically an insert set called Red Hot Rookies. So basically, it's more or less the same thing. But the reason I'm looking at these uh, sets and inserts as a play is just the sheer difference in price and and uh, PSA 10 pop reports between Prism and Select Hot Rookies. So I just have. Like five or six examples between NBA and NFL, of uh, of guys that are that are seriously underpriced in terms of uh, of the select hot rookie set. So, in 2012, um, the three guys I'm going to be looking at are Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, and Damian Lillard. Arguably, the pro- probably the three biggest rookies within uh, the 2011-2012 prism and select set. Anthony Davis's Prism-based PSA10's pop count is over 1,300. It's almost 1,400 right now, and it honestly, if they're pretty decent raw cards right now, um, that 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 pop report might be even approaching 1,500 one day, and maybe getting to 2,000. The last sale of the AD Prism-based PSA10 sold for just under $2,000 on April 6, whereas the AD select hot rookies, PSA 10 from 2012, that pop report compared to 1366, the pop report is 16, which is just over. Yeah, it's great. Like just over 1% of the Prism pop report that card and the pop reports low. So there's not too many sales within the last three or four months that card sold for $500 on January 16th compared to $2,000 for the Prism base. So that co- the cost of that card is 25% of AD's prism base. And, and we see it with the other guys. Kawhi Leonard. His prism base PSA 10 pop count is over 1000 Last sold for almost $2,700 a couple days ago. His select hot rookies PSA 10 pop 44, which is 4% of the prism pop count. Last sale went for 495 dollars on April 7th, which, which is less than 20% of the prism base cost. And then we look at Dame Lillard. I know he's—I know he's one of your personal favorite athletes out of Portland. Um, It's—he's honestly a guy that I want to collect. Him and Kawhi, I—I honestly have to collect more of both of them. Um, his Dame's Prism Base PSA ten has a slightly lower pop; it's just over eight hundred. So it's—it's it's a p- relatively rare card. Um, It—that last sale went for just over sixteen hundred dollars, whereas the. Select Hot Rookies PSA 10 that pop is 28 so 3.5% of the prism pop last sold for $760 which is less than half of the cost of the prism base PSA 10 and I know 2012 is a big year a lot of people are going to reference 2012 for basketball especially prism I like I honestly don't know if select if even if even this insert is ever going to surpass prism prices but if you guys look at this set From a collectability standpoint, a scarcity standpoint, how nice the card itself actually looks, which is something that I've been learning more and more. And and I, I, I appreciate the physical look of the card now more than I ever have. And I think this this set might honestly surpass prism one day. I, that might, that, that sounds like a bold take, but I don't know if it's really that bold and just with the discrepancy between the pop reports and the prices. Um, it just, it, it just seems, it seems so underpriced. And I know people, card analysts now say, you know, player X is underpriced or this set is underpriced probably more often than, than they should say it. But, With with this set, I truly feel that these prices they shouldn't be twenty five percent of what a prism based PSA ten is with the pop count over a thousand and this pop is like thirty to forty, and I I think with with the with the select appreciation that's about to come and we're starting to see already with twenty twenty NFL select, um, I think more and more people are just going to go back to twenty twelve NBA select um and 2013 for nfl and they're just gonna they're gonna start scooping up those cards and they're gonna look at the collectability of those cards and they're they're people are gonna like what they like and they're gonna they're gonna see that these sets look really nice they look very clean they're very unique i don't think panini's made anything else like uh like a select hot rookie ever since like 2013 2014 something like that um but yeah like i mentioned earlier even uh 2013 we, we so those are the 2012 examples, but we even seen it, see it in 2013. I'll only give uh, two, two uh, different athlete examples here. So the, 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 the prime of that class, the, the I, I guess the, the best player of the 2013 class, of course, Giannis, um, his prison-based PSA 10, that pop report is over 2,500. I think before the card boom, it was less than 2,000. We've already graded a card that's eight years old we we've gotten 5 or 600 more PSA 10s in that time which is a little scary honestly so that pop report might honestly climb even more that card last sold for $3,450 on April 6th whereas his red hot rookie from select PSA 10 which has a pop count of 24 compared to over 2500 so less than 1% of the prism base PSA 10 pop that card sold for $1,800, so it's not as great of a deal as the 2012 set, but it's still just 52% of the Prism base PSA 10 cost. And even for football, I think people are going to start um, going towards early select in football and seeing when you see guys like DeAndre Hopkins and Travis Kelsey in, in that set, their, people are going to get excited, especially with their Hall of Fame trajectory level play. Um uh 2013's prism base PSA 10 for Hopkins that was a pop 91 so it's it's a low pop um that the, the prison prism base is already a low pop but that last sale went for $350 a couple days ago um the 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 select hot rookies PSA 10 for Hopkins there are 10 total graded cards of 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 Hopkins in this in this insert set um it last sold for right around $200 so again not that not as big of a discrepancy but i'm 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 honestly i see promise in this because when i got into the hobby this was like a 70 that hopkins select hot rookies that was a 75 to $100 card and now it's a little over $200 Whereas the prism is the prism fluctuates just like you know any other card in the offseason and the hype of the preseason and as soon as the season starts, so that that card's been um, kind of bouncing back and forth and in the range that it's been in the last year, or year and a half or so, but I'm seeing a more healthy, steady increase in the select hot rookies, and I think for Hopkins, it's only a matter of time before his select hot rookie PSA 10 surpasses his prison base. And if it's, if something like that is already happening in football, I think it's only a matter of time before it starts happening in basketball as well.
0: I think those are really good options for people. I mean, they're clearly guys that have hall of fame trajectory, every single one of them. And you mentioned it earlier in the show, and we've talked about it on podcasts in the past. Those are ultra rare, just purely on pop counts. And they're not nearly the price of you know, basically their competition in a sense. So for people looking to invest into cards that have an incredible ceiling and people that want to invest in players that are a absolute guarantee at this point in their career, those are all good options. I mean, another name was Keenan Allen. He's a player that I grabbed one of the hot rookies of uh, a couple of months back too. An interesting name, not quite on the level of DeAndre Hopkins, but I think also Keenan Allen's really never gotten – the respect that he deserved. I think if he's been healthy his whole career, his numbers would be even more impressive. Um, But we talk so much on this show about quarterbacks, right? We're, we're often banging the table for quarterbacks. We talked about Matt Stafford before Stafford was traded. We said go collect Darnold before Darnold got traded. We're on Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is too expensive now. So... For the people that don't want to invest in quarterbacks or they don't want to pay up for Lamar Jackson right now at fifteen hundred dollars, even though that card could grow another twelve, fifteen hundred dollars itself, what are some non-quarterback names that people can invest in? You know, some off the top of your head that you think would be good players to grab a stake in.
1: The reason I wanted to talk about this on the show is because I've gotten plenty of DMS on both Instagram and Twitter where people ask me, Oh, what's, what's a quarterback that you think is, hasn't really appreciated since the season ended. And who do you like? And, and you think they have a good amount of room to appreciate by the time the season starts or, you know, week one, they have a five, they have a five touchdown game or something. And I've, got, I've gotten so many of these messages that I wanted to do some research myself into seeing how exactly investable or even even for like a short-term investment, how good of an investment skill position players are. And I think there's quite a bit of money to be made and people are still overlooking them. I, I think 2021 is going to be probably one of the most, if not the most historic year in the hobby where especially from a football perspective, because NBA is King. It's, it's probably always going to be King, but NFL hasn't seen the run-up that I think it will. And I think, I think the prices that we're going to see for NFL cards in, in the late summer of 2021 are going to be just astronomical compared to what we've been seeing um, in the past. So I think that I, I, honest to God, I think that applies to skill position players as well as quarterbacks, just because we've already seen it before with certain skill position players and not even certain ones. There was a price run up in 2020 as well. So I, I came up with six names here. I came up with three running backs and three wide receivers. I wanted, I wanted to kind of have two, two guys from each skill position um, as controls as, you know, kind of, like a top five dynasty asset and as a running back or a wide receiver. And then just somebody random, still good, still young, but more speculative, more, more, it's, I guess more borderline prospecting. So the players I wanted to look at are Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey for the, for my more speculative play. I, I chose Josh Jacobs for running back and then wide receiver, Michael Thomas, Deandre Hopkins, and The more speculative play was AJ Brown. So for Saquon, his prism, his rookie prism silver PSA 10, which has a ridiculously low pop count of 23. So if you're able to scoop that up, that actually might not be that bad of a purchase right now. It sold four times on eBay between June and August of 2020. Uh, It sold for as low on June 3rd as $550, then sold for $1,500. In late August, so that card 3xed within a two and a half month timeframe. If you don't, if if you don't want to spend up for Prism Silver PSA 10, and you're thinking, oh, maybe the Prism Base, um, Prism Base might be worthwhile, but I don't know if I don't know if I'll see quite the same returns from a percentage perspective. Um, honestly, we were we actually saw a greater return on the Prism Base PSA 10 than the Prism Silver, which is insane to think about and say out loud. So the Prism base is far more populous and plentiful than the Silver. The Silver's pop count was 23. The base's pop count is a little over 700. It sold over 100 times between June 18th and September 3rd, which was essentially opening day of the season, if you don't count the Thursday night game. It sold for as low as $92 on June 18th. And then on September 13th, opening day of the season, it sold for $435 which is it? Based, the price basically 5X'd. Um, then we have uh, our, our next uh, great running back, great young running back, Christian McCaffrey. His Prism Silver PSA 10, we don't really have a base to compare it to because we've mentioned plenty of times on this show, 2016 and 2017 football, uh, Silver was essentially the base, so that's, that's really his, his only um, main Prism rookie card. That has uh, quite a you know, a relatively high pop count, just under 800. It sold 96 times between June, uh, mid-June and late August. Uh, on June 17th, it sold for $150, and it peaked at almost $900 on August 28th. Within a two-month time frame, it almost 6X'd. And if you don't wanna if if you kind of want to stay away from prism, like oh Jesse, you're mentioning Prism so many times, are there other sets? Can you mention another set that maybe we we could have seen returns like this in the past? Well, we can. So the McCaffrey Optic Hollow PSA 10 has a honestly that this honestly might be just a play in general. Even right now, I haven't looked at the prices, but it's seven times just about seven times more rare than the Prism Silver PSA 10. So its pop count is a little over 100 It sold 20 times between late May and early September. On May 24th, it sold for $140. And on September 11th, it sold for over $800. Again, another 6X in the price. And for my kind of experimental play, for, for maybe somebody who wasn't as highly touted last year, I looked at Josh Jacobs. And I think with the, the interesting case with Jacobs is uh, people were obviously dynasty players were seeing him as more of an RB one in dynasty last year. And some, some may honestly still, um, but I think the, the move to, to Las Vegas really did help his market, um, a little bit. So, uh, no pun intended, but, uh, the Vegas money came in and, um, on his cards and, um, between July 12th and uh, September 14th, that card, his, his Prism-based PSA 10, which has a pop of over 500, sold 66 times on eBay. It sold for as little as $76 in mid-July, and then two months later, sold for $290, almost a 4x increase. Then going to the wide receivers, we had Michael Thomas, who just had an absolutely insane price run-up, um, not unlike McCaffrey's. His Prism Silver PSA ten sold for um, one hundred and fifty dollars in mid June, and three months later, in on opening day of the season, sold for eight hundred and sixty five dollars. Another almost six x increase in price. And his Opticalo PSA ten, which was which has a crazy low pop of twenty, sold for one hundred and sixty dollars in late uh, May, and in early September, sold for seven hundred dollars. So 4.5x run up. Uh, Hopkins Prism Base PSA 10 um, between uh, June and September sold nine times. In early June, it sold for $80. Then three months later, it sold for $600. So 7.5x increase. And my more speculative play, which uh, is very apropos today, I put on his jersey just to just to just to let right. let the let the common people know that I am I am PCing uh, AJ Brown. So if you guys have any interesting uh, AJ Brown slabs out there, I'm listening. Um, AJ Brown's prism base PSA ten uh, rookie, which has a pop of two thirty seven, sold twenty two times between uh, mid to mid June to early September. Sold for as little as forty dollars on June 11th, been sold for three hundred dollars on September first, an increase of seven point five x. So, if you're thinking, if if people are just too fixated on quarterbacks, honestly, there's if you're if you're looking at this from strictly a financial perspective, um, and even if you want these flips and gains to maybe purchase some guys that you're at, you're legitimately looking to collect at some point um, in your time in the hobby. I don't see a problem with any of these plays, and like I said, I think I think this summer in the NFL we're going to see the price runups this year are going to be something that we've never seen before in
0: football. And those are all impressive names. I mean, they're all players that either have you know, suffered injury, have become aged. Um, you know, AJ Brown, of, of course, of all those names, is sort of the most ascending. Um, And Saquon coming back and Christian McCaffrey coming back. So I think there's a lot of upside. There was a lot of suppression based on injuries. And we're now looking at a rebound on players that even in Dynasty should be considered players that you want to actively own everywhere because they're just flat out good. And they're going to also flat out be massive parts of the offenses that they're a part of. Again, A.J. Brown at this point is the, the sole weapon. Jonu Smith is gone. Corey Davis is gone. Can only mean great things. Everybody was concerned about Michael Thomas. He's going to get his targets, you know, irrespective of who's there. DeAndre Hopkins is still going to get his targets no matter what. Josh Jacobs, questionable situation, but that's why his price probably is where it is right now. He still offers a ton of upside. So I love all those names, Jesse. And anybody that bought those is guaranteed to find upside in the future and be happy with it. It's the people that make purchases that – turn and go straight down the toilet bowl days after the purchase. They're the ones that get this sick feeling in the pit of their stomachs. And Jesse, Jimmy Garoppolo, not too long ago, looked like he had made it out unscathed. He wasn't necessarily the quarterback that we were promised. I've never been a fan of Garoppolo, but at least dynasty owners had a sense of, okay, I may have a starting quarterback for some portion of the year next year. And then some trades went down and suddenly San Francisco is sitting at the number three pick in the upcoming NFL draft where we know there are five very good quarterbacks. Adam Schefter is certain that this selection is going to be Mac Jones, which is weird because at this point it sounds like it's going Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and then Mac Jones. So Justin Fields is going to slip by them. Nonetheless, It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But what makes even less sense to me is that on February 26th, somebody got a very, very, very wild hair up their ass and decided that they were going to submit a best offer of $35,000 for a one-of-one National Treasures Jimmy Garoppolo laundry tag auto uh, BGS95. $35,000. And about a month later, Jimmy Garoppolo was absolute dust. So the question is, if you're the guy that owns this, number one, have you since taken the longest shower cry of all time? And number two, are you just hoping that Jimmy Garoppolo goes back to New England?
1: So, uh, they're, they're actually crying in the shower as we speak. Um, I, I, yeah, it, there's, there's no other way to go about it. Um, we cheated a little bit this week just because yes, this, this purchase was a little over a month ago, but, um, usually we try to, to have a, a segment where the, the purchases are a little bit more recent and we just try to point out how outrageous they are, but, um, it's a little more, I, it's, it, wasn't the best purchase to begin with, even before the San Francisco trade up in the draft. And now it just, it, because the risk was always there and Jimmy, Jimmy G isn't really anything all that special. Um, but even if, even if you're thinking, okay, like the, the one silver lining here is maybe just, maybe Bill is thinking of concocting some sort of, a some sort of a trade to get him back into into New England. But even if that happens, do you really think that there is some rich New England uh, sports card investor who's willing to put up 50K for for any Jimmy G card?
0: No. Jimmy Garoppolo is, has been, and was dead. It was over for Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got the good looks, And that's where it stops, okay? And we knew it. And even if he goes back to New England, there will be no resurgence. He was a guy that had almost no proven on-field production. Everybody said that we had seen enough. Then he goes to San Francisco. They thought that they got a winner. Clearly, he wasn't even better than Nick Mullins at times. And now this guy that spent $35,000 on a card, unless it was Jimmy Garoppolo himself, who bought this card, uh, that's an automatic L, and there's no way that he— get, Number one, he wasn't going to get that money back anyways. Even if Garoppolo miraculously pulled off a Super Bowl win, that card is never worth $35,000. What's the most expensive Nick Foles purchase of all time? That's his ceiling. There's just no way right, <laughs> oh, that this card ever had any real value because— He's a stopgap quarterback that's all this is so if I'm this guy I am sick to my stomach by the trade that went down and at this point I mean how much are you willing to take a loss on this card because there is that that, that was the absolute ceiling like he set the ceiling like 15 grand too high 25 grand too high on this card right I mean really this card correct me if I'm wrong. It was a BGS nine five. It was a one of one. It was an auto. I mean, this card to me was like a $2,900 card.
1: I, yeah, I don't, I don't think this card should have gone for more than four figures. I've, I've seen, I've seen cards, you know, I, we're all interested in really high dollar cards from time to time. We'll, we'll find some gems or, or uh, I guess overpriced diamonds in the rough, but um this card was, probably purchased for 10 times the amount that it should have gone for really at its almost at its high point I mean maybe like you can kind of if you backtrack it a little bit and maybe in the Super Bowl if if Jimmy G connected on that throw and somehow the Niners pulled it out like maybe there he would actually have a market on his cards but there's just there is there is no way in hell you can get back to, e- to even to even money, to even getting back what you put in for it, whoever bought this card.
0: Uh, yeah, short of being independently wealthy. I mean, I'm sure this guy's an NFT collector as well. Um, it just seems like a parallel level of decision-making. Maybe he's the guy that bought the Fortnite card. I don't know, Jesse. The point is, if you're trying to find a good way to lose a lot of money fast. It's investing in quarterbacks that were absolutely fragile to begin with and then spending an exorbitant amount of money just months before the draft. I mean, that's like the stupidest thing you can do. I'm not going out and spending $50,000 on X quarterback that's absolutely replaceable. I mean, that is like one of the most critical piss poor decisions in the history of card spending, and in my opinion, this guy's sitting on you know a thirty-five thousand-dollar piece of fire starter now.